Okay, so we're right back already. All right, so we're live again. So we have about, like Bill said, we have about 15, 10 to 15 minutes here. So we'll start, we'll go from my left to right here, and we'll start taking questions and just talking about your questions are. So Michael, I know we already asked a few questions. We'll let you go first. Do you have any other questions you want us to talk about here? Well, I believe, uh, was it the Iron Buffalo guy, what's his name? Uh, Will. Had this question, Will had this question in general, is now that we got Skinner, you know, uh, signed, sealed, and delivered, what's the next step immediately for the offseason that's not already on this team as far as who do we go get? It's like, what's the next priority, basically? Yeah. I'll go, in general, you start making, if you haven't, you're making phone calls now to get ready for the draft because you need to find out who's, who right. can you get for that second, third, yeah. first round pick. Um, and then after that, it's, I mean, out of free agency. Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do here in the next three, four weeks. Yeah, you better get that contract signed. I, I hope the next morning he was up like, okay, now we got to hit the rest of this right. laundry list, right. you know. Uh, he's far from done. There better uh, been a secondary team working out of this. Yeah. This was like your prerequisite to like get into the rest of the offseason almost, right? Yeah. Like, get this done, but you've got so much shit to do. I think yeah. Michael asked about before the podcast started, which is a good question. Say, is Botterill... Is signing Skitter basically a notch in his cap? Or right. Or basically, you know, do what you're supposed to do and then go do more? Right. And we all agree it was a do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I'm vehemently in the... So, that's you're supposed to hire a coach, you're supposed to hire a Skinner. Okay, yeah. good. Check one, two. Now it's... Now it's go do your job and get the team better. That's yes, where you're at Affirmative, now. correct. Like, you did the right... Uh, accomplished. Like, the trade, the you trade was the knots in the cap. Yeah, yeah. That this was just solidifying. Making sure, making sure that trade doesn't go away. Then, yeah. Right, and the win would be, or like the the win in this regard would have been like, okay, eight for eight. We did, we did it, guys. Like, yeah, so that would have been like the right. big win. Yeah, like, right. no, this is like mission accomplished. You did the bare minimum, you satisfactory. Yeah, you get an S. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if we're talking in terms of priority, the next priority for me would be finding out what I can get for Rislan. And if you don't know, is to firmly figure out what you can get for him and assess your market to know going into the draft if you're officially going to move him or not. I think you need to know at that point. Because then I think it could change your agency approach and it could change some other things. So I think the next couple of weeks going into the draft, you need to figure out exactly what your what is the value in market for Ristolainen and make a decision 100% if you're trading him or not. And then okay. whatever your decision is, then you go. I think that's a hard thing too is everything ties into each other. Right. Because... It, you need to like if you're high on Turcotte, you need to know is he, does he have potential to fall or can I use that pick yep. with Arista line to go get more and yep. like like everything kind of ties in. You need to just be on literally on top of everything. As general as that sounds. So the answer, the answer is to Michael is he has to do everything next. Everything. <laughs> no, no, but I think I think we kind of compartmentalized a little bit where it's what to do with that second first rounder if anything and what to do with Arista line. Like right. those are those yep. are A and B right of yeah. his next step I think and yeah. Just timing-wise, it makes the most sense leading up to the draft. You need to know what those assets will get you in return. Andrew? Andrew Utaro here. Um, my question is, who do you guys think is your dark horse candidate to make the team out of camp? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, anybody want to go first? I'm going to think about it for a second. It's the people going. Um, I'm going to go Cole Caulfield. <laughs> 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 Who's my dark horse to make the team out of camp? I don't know if they're like a dark horse, but I think Will Borgen, because of the fact that you've got two defensive injuries and it's almost like by default, um, and I think he does well enough to keep his spot and Bogosian rides fine. That is based on just thinking about this for eight seconds since you asked me, so I'm, I'm picking Borgen. Rasmus asked one. Chad's answer was definitely better. Shit. 
<laughs> yeah, that was good. I, I think I, I think Botterill talked about him last week. Even just on the instigator or something like that. They went through some prospects. Okay. And I know he spoke pretty highly of Asplin and He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he did really have a nice hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know when I talked with Anthony, he talked a lot about in the beginning of the year he wasn't scoring. But he was saying like if they had analytics, like his numbers probably be off the charts with what sure. he does in general around the game. And then the second half of the season, the production and all that came. Now I think that depends what you do with Larson. I was just gonna say if that. Larson's gonna be here, there's really not a spot oh, for a fourth a line point. center. But I think if Larson's not here, then I think Aspen can Almost by default, he yeah. has to be, right? I mean, who, who, else, who takes that spot? Well, it could still be Rodriguez, but yeah. I mean, I'd hate him on the fourth line, though. He's just centering. I know. Kyle Oposo and Tage Thompson, like, barf. Like, God, no, thank you. Lord. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, no, you don't waste Rodriguez like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So, okay. I wouldn't want to do that to Aspen either, though. Oof. Anyway. Is Caulfield still going to be your guy? Or are you going to pick somebody different? I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with I mean, because like, CJ Smith isn't really... He's not really a dark horse yeah, in yeah, way, that, right? That was, like, well, I mean, that was my first is, instinct, right? With yeah. Smith. It's like, yeah. But he's like kind of like not a dark horse at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could say nobody did, but we could have said like Rustelainen too, maybe. You know, if he does show, he doesn't. Right. But to your point, I didn't really want to go there either because right. to, I do agree he'll probably start off and then eventually yeah. make it and then stay. So, I mean, especially with how Botterill handled the European players last year in exactly, Olsen, yeah. Pilot, Asplin, had them all start in right. the no, for at least point. half the season. Alright, next question. How much trade value do Thompson and Nylander hold? Well, that's okay. Here's the thing. So we'll blow past Thompson because we just heard Bottle put him in the same category as Darlene, <laughs> Middlestat, and Reinhardt today. So we'll, we'll blow past Thompson as having trade value. But oh, I think Nylander is interesting. Yeah. I think there's so value it, there. So the question was, what is, what, what, what is their value? value? Yeah. So, like, in terms of, like, one asset, what's their value? I think, I think like, raw one-for-one. Nylander's worth a second-round pick right now? Is that fair to say? I guess I'll, I'll put it this way. Yeah. I'll answer the question this way. I think he has more value this summer than he had last summer. I think he's I increased. I think he's increased his value, and the reason I'll tell you why Please. is because that what are you, 11 or 12 games that he played, he scored, he played well, his analytical numbers were good, and he showed... I think at the very least he showed he can be an NHL player. But going into the season, you didn't know if he could be an NHL player. That's I think at the fair. very least he showed you the season he can play. Now, is he going to be a second-line winger? I don't know about that. But I think there's definitely – he at least opened the window to believe firmly. At the very least, I think he can be a third-line winger for me. Okay. What do you think I would say? I think Nylander's value is higher as a package than a solo one. Yes, yes absolutely. 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 So I think if you're going to move them, it's there. It's it's you're calling up to get somebody you really want, and they want Nylander, and you go okay. The thing about like Nylander is so random. Like you see the trade ideas floated out there. Like you know, someone the other day is like Nylander for Sergeyev. Like why would they? They'll never do that. Like and then you'll be like Nylander for. I'm trying to think of like the other guy's name who who's been you know paired with him. It's just escaping me. Oh, Pulyarvi. It's like no yeah. again, but on our side, like, yeah, I don't right. want that. Like, it's just the spectrum of like yeah. what people believe he can get as a return. You no, have, no, I just I love, got, the, I love the pull yard drop. Right. I should have made that my. Like, <laughs> hope that happens because I mean that one. If you can buy low, like those are the guys you buy low on. Yeah, but I don't trade Nylander for him. No, 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 no. 
yeah, yeah, okay. No, I think that's yeah. Hazy you trade your fourth round pick sure, next right? year by super low, right? Yeah. And then yeah. if he works out, you trade I'm Ivan right. Shukarov, like you know, what I mean? like, yeah. you trade rights, <laughs> or you trade C.J. Smith for sure. Pujar. That's and a great. That's actually the best example yet. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. I think your higher value, higher reward there, with not as much risk. The thing about Pujarvi that I will say though is like everybody likes him as an idea. I guess I'm not 100 percent sold there. I just neither am I. But there's something that I just I think it's well worth the risk if it's if it's the value is there and it's well worth the risk. I just don't think at the end of the day he's going to really return a lot for you. I mean, yeah. You, you, if everything else goes well in the off season, I think it's a good risk to take. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Fair enough. It's, it's a, it's Worst case scenario, he helps your AHL team, right? Yeah. Sure. It's not like he's expensive. Like, right. yeah, it's, it's a buy low. Exactly. It's a lottery ticket. People want more of that, right? Find me the next Daniel Breer. Okay. Yeah. Like, then you have yep, to do right. that. Yeah. You can't yep. hate inherently be like, well, he's not that good. It's like, well, no shit. They never yeah. are at that point. So you, you Let's know. put Pogarvi with Middlestad and see if that works. Sure. Right? Like, sure. Yeah. And he's in Edmonton, so he's probably okay. At Right. <laughs> right. Right. All right. All right. Last question. You're just gonna swivel to him. Here, yeah. We'll All, right. All right. This is a little more long-winded, but what kind of roster cuts are you expecting from last year? With you're talking about these additions with possibly Donskoy or Zucker, but you're gonna have to get rid of some of the bottom guys that have been taking up space on the team. Um, Larson and Gergesons are restricted free agents, so you got to make decisions on them. But then there's also the Wilsons, Saboka, who you mentioned earlier, possibly just shoving them in waivers, seeing what happens. But there's guys on the team that are just chewing up space, and clearly there has to be some roster trimming too. Yeah, that's the hard part. That's yeah. the hard part. Right? It's the hard part of the season. I, I, and it's it goes to the twenty twenty. Oh yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. This this year is tough in the offseason because of all of those deadweight things that you can't necessarily just get rid of. I mean, hopefully, like we're talking about. I mean, look at Toronto. If they're able to move some of those guys, hopefully, then you can just give away some of yours. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be tough, and if you can't. You got to do enough to make the team better, so that next year when you have all that space, you can really, you know, take a hammer to do whatever you the hell you want to do. Yeah. No, I completely agree. The 2020 plan is where it's at, and we've we've, we've talked about that. I think on several occasions. Uh, um, you know, even, that's just when I was around. You know, yeah. beforehand, you guys probably talked about it too. Going back to that question, though, I don't know that it's that difficult, only because you know, Pominville's already gone, and if you, you well, might maybe. Bring it back, but I showed Bill. Yeah, I had a comment today. Where he said there's been dialogue with Commonville. Oh, and really? Now oh, I didn't know that. Back. Yeah. Okay. I didn't show you that because you were talking but yeah. That wow. was one of his quotes today. Betrayal number six. <laughs> betrayal <laughs> for me. Bonus <Yeah. laughs> betrayal. Bonus betrayal. Um, all right, fine. But, like, if assuming he's gone, right, maybe you keep one of Larson or Gergensen's. I would like to keep Larson for a year, but that's just me. So I agree. That's, that's two guys, right? I feel like Scott Wilson's an AHL player at this point. Like, wave. You know yeah, wave I mean? last year. Why can't they just want to just do it again? He makes a million dollars, right? It's nothing, right? Saboka, like you said, wave and banish to the KHL, hopefully. So, like, there's four roster spots right there. Hunwick, that's really all we're Wave, Hunwick. I'm just talking about the forward range. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? Talking about Donskoy, adding another center, adding a, another winger, right? And yeah. then a call-up. And, yeah. and maybe ask one. So, like, I don't know if it's that crazy. Um, I do think you're going to have one additional extra, and for me, that's Kyle Oposo. But they won't put all that money in the press box. I'm like, yeah, actually, they will. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> if, I think Ralph Kruger will if he sucks. This isn't Phil Housley. But, but isn't going to your analytic numbers? Like, he's a good defensive. Here's the thing in a post He's okay. Money. He's you need okay to accept player. 
I think every the organization needs to accept. I think fans need to accept. You're going to eat that $6 million and understand that Kyle Opulso is going to be a nice fourth-line defensive shutdown winner for you. Fine. That's Would you still play be. second power play? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I think if you improve your team, there's no need to have him there. I don't know. Who do you scratch, though? Everybody else is who I Well, if you're bringing Pominville back, then maybe, like you said, Opulso and Pominville are your, are your rotating okay. guys. I'm fine with that. Fine. I think if Pominville comes back, he, there has to be an understanding that... There's going to be nights, and it could be more than not, that you're going to be my 13th forward. Okay. And no, I think that I, has I think to be understood fair. on both ends. But then, yeah, I mean, you go back to defensively, maybe, hopefully, you pull off a way to, you know, get Scandella out of here. I don't know if you're trading Hunwick, but wave him, whatever you want to do. Buy him out, which isn't a crazy option. Um, yeah, it'd be hard. I think you're only talking about really making one or possibly two ads on defense. So, and, and one of those ads really is precluded or you know contingent on the fact that Ristolainen's getting sent out. So, yeah, they've got work to do, no doubt. I mean, 100% they've got work to do. I think it's manageable work, though. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, maybe it's not all the changes that we expect. Maybe it's only... Saboka is waved, Hunwick's waved, and maybe once maybe you wave Scott Wilson, that's it. And you kind of kind of try to get through here. You have Shiri, you have Rodriguez as right. a bottom. Larson's back for a year. Opposo's okay still around, right? Because I like Shiri. I like Rodriguez right. and I like Larson. Like right. those are those aren't those guys weren't part of the problem for me. Wave the crap, right? And, and get, find a way to get rid of Scandella and you're like that's great. You freed up money. You freed up vital space yeah. on your roster. Like I mean, your main problem in the bottom six last year were Tate Thompson. Yeah. Who was? Oh, well, yeah. I, one I, of the worst. Tagged like as another like starting year in the AHL. Yeah, right? I think he has to. There's no need. I still don't get how that kid for for the general manager who proclaims AHL is the way to go. How that kid over that everybody so else gets the entire season. Couldn't agree if more. he was promised something, I don't know why you're promising him anything. What is yeah. he going to say? No to the trade? He's the day a after he got here, they were like, he yeah. said, like, oh, yeah. yeah, they're going to prime me in a bunch of top six. Top six. Yeah. 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 I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he skipped everything. And just, yeah. I'm yeah. going to be in the top six. I'm the captain. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes? Okay, thanks for the two-minute mark. So it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think it's possible that while we want them to make all these changes, Sure, we might have to realistically accept in the bottom six with the forwards, or you might not get all of that. I accept nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think the key is surgery is the best word for this. Yeah. Because it's not going to be easy. Right. But if you do it right, yeah. uh, your person will be alive. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's not gonna. It's gonna be tough. But there's gonna be a lot of moving parts. That if you hit it correctly, this team should be substantially better. This year. Yeah, and we've said that for four years. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> I was gonna end on a good note, but then you that four years thing, and that kind of. You can still it. end on a good. <laughs> Someone asked us to, about who our favorite player is. Do you want to end with that? Something positive? Yeah, some of that. All so right. favorite player of all time. We'll quickly go around. So you have a lot of time left here. I mean, there's no deadline, but I don't want to go too far over. Okay. Not to mention, i got to go be on TV in like a half hour anyway, so. Ooh, big, big shot. Well, it's not live, calm down, but I still have to be there. Greg might get mad if I'm not there. Uh, for I me, like the flex. For me, it was always McGillney. Oh, McGillney's a nice poll. Okay. That's a good one. All right. Um, generationally, I like Miroslav Satan. That was always my yeah. guy. Um, I actually, believe it or not, have a Miro Satan 18 Goathead jersey. Oh, that's, that's a nice a re- poll. I have I a Tim. I have a Tim Connolly eighteen cross swords <laughs> before he changed his number. Before Garrett retired, yes, nice. Um, yeah, Miro's Miro's my guy. 
and it's tough. Um, I'm, I'm trying to go back and maybe pull a guy that's not like easy, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I keep landing on. I keep landing on Thomas Vanek, man. Thomas Vanek was really good. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he was my guy. He's he's a guy who I thought when he was here was always extremely underrated because you know he the way he played. You know, he's old. Oh, Thomas Vanek, slow, lazy guy. But at the end of the year, you look up, like, oh, Thomas Vanek had 35 to 40 goals again. Like, it's... Okay. So, I think Vanek was always my my guy. I was going to say Briere. He was my B. Briere was my, my number two. I, yeah. I think Vanek has always been has been my go-to guy. <laughs> Stu Barnes was... Stu Barnes is my dude, too. Uh, I like Stu Barnes. He's, he's from a while back. <laughs> Stu Barnes is going to be a head coach in the league in a couple of years. Oscar Stu Barnes. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a head coach. Yeah. I believe he be a GM in the league. He's going to be a GM in a couple of years. Yeah. Kruger was talking about him yes. during his thing. He said his name's super weird. He's replacement. Kruger is just going to manipulate the But he's going to be the director of like hockey operations. Yes. He's going to bring Shatan to be his <laughs> Exactly. Book it. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, so it's 3 o'clock. Yes. <laughs> uh, my throat's starting to hurt, and I have to go talk a whole bunch more, so I, I think it's a good time to end it. So... This was fun. We're going to do this again. Like I said in the beginning, we're going to try to get out on location more over the summer to kind of keep the hockey talk relevant because after you get past like the 4th of July, it kind of just falls off a cliff. So we're going to try some things to make you know our hockey talk relevant over the summer and also get some time away from hockey in because some of, a lot of us spend too much time ingrained in it. So sometimes it is good to get away from it a little bit. So for Chad, Bill, Anthony from Iron Buffalo, thank you for those that came in, gave us questions, interacted with us, came to watch us record this. It was fun. 100 episodes of Beyond the Blade in the books. Now it's time to do 500 more. 400 more to get to 500. And we'll, we'll probably never... Well, we'll get there. Maybe. I'll tell you this. Let's, let's do it this. Hopefully by the time we get to 500, they'll at least have made the playoffs. I mean, you disagree on that? Can we? I thought you were ending on a positive note. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Chad? Podcast betrayal. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Final betrayal. Self-betrayal. <laughs> Uh, I had to throw that in again. All right, but no, really. Um, you know, the end on a sentimental note again. Thank everybody who followed the podcast, who's supported us, who has listened, who has listened to two guys, now three guys, talk about hockey. Um, no, we appreciate it. We'll keep trying to make ourselves better, do our best, and have some fun along the way because it really hasn't been fun to this point. But ending on a good note, it's going to be fun going forward, and we're excited about that. So we're out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again maybe in a week with the draft coming up. So some more. So next week we'll talk to you again, and we'll see you later. Thanks.